For a time, the federal government was funding a $600 per week unemployment insurance benefit on top of benefits paid by state governments. That helped many unemployed people generate more in income than they had when they were working. As indicated by writers Emily Badger and Quatrung Bui, it even allowed some households to save money as the economy continued to teeter. But that money stopped flowing at July's conclusion. What happened next was predictable. Many of those people quickly burned through their reserves. By the end of August, much of the financial cushion dislocated people had amassed was gone. Researchers at the J.P. Morgan Chase Institute and the University of Chicago analyzed banking data from approximately 80,000 households receiving unemployment. The data showed that, indeed, many unemployed workers steadily augmented their checking account balances this summer. The median account had more than twice as much money at the end of July than at the beginning of the year. But by August, those balances quickly faded. Researchers can't yet tell what happened to the finances of these workers in September, but the reality is probably grim for many. For WIPR and my producer Luke Spicknall, I'm Aniban Basu. The year held so much promise, at least once upon a time. Back in January, when the economy was associated with a 50-year low in unemployment and ongoing job growth, America's youngest workers appeared to have a rare opportunity to slingshot their careers in what was then the hottest job market in decades. But as indicated by Bloomberg, they will end 2020 facing some of the bleakest employment prospects in recent memory and the most volatile job market ever for recent college graduates. In September, the unemployment rate for people ages 20 to 24 was 12.5%, the highest among all categories of adults. Joblessness for this youthful group peaked at nearly 26% at the pandemic's height in April, quadruple the level registered just two months earlier. The jump in unemployment in February for young workers was larger than any previous recession dating back to 1940. Economists indicate that the longer young people are forced to suspend their careers, the worse their prospects will be in the future to hold a job, accumulate wealth, or even get married and start a family. So if you are young and you haven't voted yet, get out there. You have as much at stake or more than just about anybody else. For WYPR and my producer Luke Spicknall, I'm Aniban Basu. Last month, Sweden's Royal Academy of Sciences awarded this year's Nobel Prize in Economics to Paul Milgram and Robert Wilson, both of Stanford University. They won the award for their work on auction theory and design. In the words of The Economist magazine, their work epitomizes economics as engineering. Auctions are an ancient mechanism by which people can sell valuable commodities from fine art to the catch of a fisherman. In an English auction, ascending bids are received until a winner remains. In a Dutch auction, a high opening price is set and is reduced until a bidder accepts the offer. Over time, auctions have become more complex. During the 1960s, William Vickery, who shared the Nobel Prize in 1996, developed what is known as auction theory. In particular, he assessed the optimal strategies of bidders. Milgram and Wilson expanded on that knowledge and put their theoretical work to practical use. These are not simply accomplished academics, they are enmeshed in the real world. Both have consulted for regulators and firms. Professor Milgram advised Time Warner and Comcast regarding their participation in radio spectrum auctions in 2006. His efforts helped his clients save more than a billion dollars. For WYPR and my producer Luke Spicknall, I'm Aniban Basu. 
While many economists are predicting a period of bleakness for the broader economy, the most recent available data indicate that the housing market remains a bright spot. In September, home sales rose to a new 14-year high, bolstered by robust demand. Existing home sales rose more than 9% in September from August to a seasonally adjusted annual rate of a bit more than 6.5 million. That represents the highest sales tally since May of 2006, according to the National Association of Realtors. September sales were nearly 21% higher than a year ago. Remarkable, given that the economy is presently associated with millions of jobs lost since February. As indicated by the Wall Street Journal, real estate agents and economists credit strong demand for housing to record low interest rates, a large population of millennials entering their prime home buying years, and a desire among more households to both social distance and have extra space for a home office. With many people working from home, many families are moving further away from central cities, unburdened, at least for now, by commutes. At the same time, the inventory of homes available for sale remains low in much of the nation, helping to support significant home price increases. For WIPR and my producer Luke Spicknall, I'm Aniban Basu. As indicated by writers David Harrison and Paul Hannon, a resurgence of coronavirus cases in Europe and accompanying new business restrictions is threatening to quash that region's economic recovery. The government of Spain has limited travel in and out of Madrid, banned social gatherings of more than six people in the capital, and tightened operating hours for shops and restaurants. Italy and France have imposed curfews and other restrictions on businesses. A prominent measure of economic activity in Europe, the Purchasing Managers Index, fell below the threshold reading of 50 in October, indicating that business activity is now declining for the first time since June. A survey of households conducted by the European Commission found that consumer sentiment recently declined to its lowest reading since May. Many economists are now predicting a double-dip recession as the recovery that began in Europe during the late spring stalls, giving way to yet another economic downturn. That may indeed be the direction of the U.S. economy as well, which also faces recent surges in infections and COVID-19-related hospitalizations. With many households already on the brink of financial ruin, more than the weather is beginning to look bleak. For WIPR and my producer Luke Spicknall, I'm Aniban Basu.